0: We're continuing our parable series this morning with a parable on forgiveness from Matthew chapter 18. We'll read Matthew 18 from verse 23 to verse 35 together this morning. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. My first point for this morning is that we need to be forgiven. We need to be forgiven. In Africa, a lot of people carry heavy weights on their heads. They don't carry them with their arms or on their backs as we often would, but they put them up on on their heads. So often you'll see people, sometimes it's tools to go work in the farm, sometimes it's something they're bringing to market to sell, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's rock or sand or mud if they're going to be building. And often they put a little padding on their head and then they have someone help them and they get these huge weights that they can hardly lift up on their head and then they balance it, and then off they go. And people can walk, surprisingly, for miles and miles and miles with these huge, huge burdens on their heads. But as you see older folks, as you see people who've been doing this year after year, you see that they start to slump and stagger, and you can tell that those burdens have had a significant impact on their health as they've carried them year after year after year. Now, in our text for today, that first servant has been carrying a massive burden on his head for years and years and years. When the king begins to look through his accounts, he realizes that this particular servant owes him 10,000 talents. Now, we don't have a clue what talents are, right? We figure there's some type of money. But what talents originally were was actually a unit of weight. One talent was about 65 pounds. And as that unit of weight came to be used to describe money, it usually described silver. So one talent, just one talent of silver, was 65 pounds of silver. And this man owes his king 10,000 talents. So if my math is right, that means that this guy owes the king 650,000 pounds of silver. This man owes a debt that is literally tons and tons and tons of weight. And you can guess that this has been weighing on him for quite a while. He's probably been walking around going, I know someday the king is going to call me in and, and there is nothing I can do about this. This is a crushing debt. This is a debt that nobody... Nobody could ever possibly hope to repay even the tiniest fraction of. And then the day of reckoning comes, and the king calls him in, and, and of course everyone knows this guy can't pay. This is, this is astronomical. But still, he falls down in front of the king, and he says, please be patient with me. I'll, I'll pay it all back. I, I don't know how, but I'll pay it all back. And everyone in the room knows he's talking nonsense. He will never be able to pay this back. If he lived 100,000 years, he could not pay this back. He needs forgiveness, or it's all hopeless. And we too need forgiveness. We're We're all carrying around huge burdens, just bucketfuls of debt, of guilt, of sinful burdens. It's actually amazing sometimes how much how much we're carrying around every single day. And we keep adding to the weight. We keep throwing more sin, more, more wrongness, more junk in those buckets and putting them back on our head and walking around with this crushing weight. Now often these days we pretend, or at least we try to pretend to ourselves that, that we aren't really guilty, that there's nothing really wrong with us, that we really, we really don't have anything to worry about. But the Bible is pretty clear on this point that all of us, every single human being on this planet is carrying around a massive debt. Every single one of us has this crushing weight hanging out above our heads just waiting to crush us. And you know, in many respects, even people who totally don't acknowledge this this weight, who totally refuse to believe that they have this debt that they need to repay, their lives show that that they feel like something is wrong. Their lives show that they feel like they need some type of cleansing or atonement or forgiveness or some sort of release. And so these days, people, well, they find that in politics. They find release in being right and being able to cast blame on those people who are wrong on the other side. Or they find it in sports and competition and being able to say, my team won. And somehow that gives us a sense of of release, of freedom, of somehow we're okay even even if we don't feel right inside. Even if we somehow feel like we have this weight that's pushing us down and and we don't quite know how to get rid of it, but, but maybe something, something will help. We're all carrying these heavy buckets on our heads. And whether we acknowledge it as guilt or not, whether we really let ourselves process that it's there, It's pushing on us all the time. And so often it's destroying us. We're stuck with these collections of anger and insecurity and guilt and worry and all kinds of things that keep pushing on us. And we can't get rid of them. But we need to. But we can't. But we need to. And so we need forgiveness. And so Jesus comes to us in this parable and he invites us to be set free. Because forgiveness, you see, is a gift that sets us free. Forgiveness is a gift that takes away our burdens of debt and of guilt, that takes those heavy weights off our heads. When we lived in Africa, the Bible school that I taught at, it was a training ground for people who were going to be pastors. We, uh, we one year decided to build a chapel, so we raised some funds. We had all the building materials delivered And the guy who brought the sand to make the concrete talked to the wrong person and dumped the sand in the wrong place several hundred yards away from where it was supposed to be. And then he drove off. And the next day we realized the sand was totally in the wrong place. So all the students, these guys, they went out and they started shoveling the sand into buckets and putting the buckets on their heads and then taking the buckets off, emptying some sand out, putting them up again and carrying it that two, three hundred yards to where it needed to be to make the concrete for the building we were going to put up. And this was hard work. I mean, these were strong guys. They worked in field. They were strong. But sand is heavy. And the first couple buckets are okay, but after a while, it starts to get really, really heavy as you walk back and forth and back and forth. And at some point, a couple of the guys paused to reflect on what they were doing and think about what assets might be available to them. And then a little bit later, a delegation showed up on my porch And we had to go through our usual African greeting, you know, how is the night, how is the day, how is your family, how is your heat, how is the heat today, how is your work? And after we go through all of this, it turns out that the work actually isn't so good because it is really hot and sand is really heavy and they've been working for several hours and they feel like they haven't made any kind of dent. But as those two guys were reflecting on this, they looked over and they remembered that I had a pickup truck. And so they brought up the truck that was sitting right over there, and and they sort of hinted in a very non-obvious but also obvious way that wouldn't it be wonderful if we used the truck to carry the weight instead of their heads? And that seemed reasonable to me, so I got in the truck, I drove over to where the pile was, and they greeted my arrival, they greeted the truck's arrival, they didn't care about me, they greeted the truck's arrival with cheers. Cheers. And they got out the shovels and they started throwing the sand in the back of the truck. And they loaded it and loaded it and loaded it. And it was a good truck. I'll tell you more about it sometime if you want. It was a good truck. So they kept loading it and loading it, bucket after bucket, shovelful after shovelful after shovelful after shovelful. Hundreds of pounds of sand went in the back of that truck. And then they all hopped in the back or climbed in the cab with me and we drove over. And by the time we got over to where the sand was supposed to be, we were having a party. They got in the back, they shoveled it all out. We drove back, they shoveled it all in. We moved the whole pile in like three trips. It was exhilarating not to have to carry that weight on their heads anymore. It was exhilarating to have somebody else, something else they could just throw all that weight on and let them take care of it. Jesus does that for us. All the weights that we're carrying all the crushing weight that bends and distorts our lives, Jesus takes it for us when we believe in him. And Jesus has a capacity to bear weight far beyond what we do. We can throw all of our troubles, all of our sin, all of our guilt on him, and because he is God, he can take it all, and it doesn't even phase him. In this story that we read for today, the king who represents Jesus, who represents God, he takes pity on this servant and he cancels the debt. And if you know anything about debts, you can't really just say, oh, no problem, don't worry about it. Someone always has to pay. And so what the king is doing here is he is stepping in and he is agreeing to pay that servant's debt. He is agreeing to take all the crushing weight of that tons and tons and tons of precious metal that he has owed. And he's going to pay for it himself. Jesus does that for us. He takes our problems, he takes our sins, he takes our weaknesses, and he carries it away. In Jesus, we can find true freedom from our anger, from our guilt, from our insecurity, from our worry, and from every other burden that our brokenness and our guilt and our sin put on us. Jesus sets us free. Jesus sets free takes our debts away. We celebrated a couple baptisms this morning, and baptism is a sign and a seal to all of God's people that Jesus washes all the junk out of our lives. Jesus washes all the dirtiness and all the brokenness and all the things we've done wrong. He washes us clean of that, and baptism is a reminder of that. And then because God has has taken our guilt away, we're able to live a completely different, transformed kind of life. One of our kids' first teachers has this day in her class that she talks about, she talks about buckets. And they all sit down, and they talk about how everyone has this pretend bucket on the top of their head. And when someone is nice to us, when someone compliments us, when someone says thank you to us, that fills up our bucket, that makes us feel good and happy and, and comfortable and safe. But when someone is mean to us, when someone rips us apart, when someone, when someone pushes us over on the playground, that, that empties out our bucket. We don't feel good, and we don't feel safe, and we don't feel happy. So what we want to do, goes to the elementary school lesson, is we want to fill up each other's buckets. We want to be nice to each other. We don't want to be mean. We want to do good things for each other. Now, that's a good elementary school lesson, and it's also, it's also a good spiritual lesson if we get that it's Jesus who gives us the spiritual, the emotional, the the reserves that we need. Jesus fills us with his forgiveness, with his grace, with his mercy. He pours out his grace on us. And out of the overflow of that grace, out of the overflow of God's grace and forgiveness given to us, we can live a completely different kind of life. At different points in the Bible, it talks about how the Holy Spirit is living water that comes and that washes us clean and that changes our lives and that gives us this fountain of grace and mercy and peace and forgiveness that's always flowing out from us. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we can live differently. And in this new kind of life, we need to forgive. We need to forgive to forgive. That's our third point for today. God's forgiveness sets us free and then we need to forgive. In that parable that we read for today, that first servant, that one who's been forgiven this massive debt, that one who's had this crushing weight hanging over his head for who knows how long, it's all forgiven. He walks out a free man and the first thing he does is he finds someone who owes him a hundred denarii. And that's, that's about a hundred days worth of work. So call it three months or so worth of work. Not a, not a tiny sum, but compared to what he's just forgiven, been forgiven. This is nothing. But that first servant goes and he finds that second servant and he grabs him around the neck and he starts to strangle this guy and he insists, you're going to pay me back Everything. Everything. And when the second guy says, I can't do it, but give me time and I will, the first guy doesn't listen and he has him thrown in prison because he owes him that money. And naturally when other people hear about this, they're scandalized. And they go and they tell the king, you know what that guy just did? That guy who you just set free from slavery, for, do you know what he did? And the king calls that servant back in. And, and he says, "What? what are you doing? What have you done after all that I forgave you? You couldn't forgive just a little bit? And then that servant is punished. Now the point here isn't works righteousness. The point is that somehow we we have to perform well enough for God to love us. The point is that because God has forgiven us, we have this command and this deep need and this ongoing obligation to forgive other people. Jesus wants us to forgive without limit. He's not telling us, oh, forgive three times or four times or seven times, and and then that's it. He's saying, forgive and forgive and forgive. We are not in the realm of accounting here. We're in the realm of love where we keep giving the gift of forgiveness. Now, there have been times that this principle has been abused. So let let me tell you there's a couple things that our need to forgive does not mean. Our need to forgive does not mean that we pretend that nothing wrong has been done, and our need to forgive does not mean that we stop seeking justice. This commandment to forgive cannot be weaponized. We can't go to other people or let other people come to us and say, "You have to let me keep mistreating you, and you have to keep forgiving me," because that's what the Bible says. That's not what this text is saying. That's not what this text is saying forgiveness doesn't mean pretending that nothing wrong was done and forgiveness doesn't mean not seeking justice rachel den hollander has been giving a very powerful testimony to that in the news the last couple weeks rachel was one of hundreds of young women who were abused by dr larry nasser he was a sports doctor he used his position over decades to abuse hundreds and hundreds of people And Rachel led the charge to get him accused, to get him on trial, to get him convicted, to put him in jail for the rest of his life. But in her testimony and in some interviews that she's done since, Rachel speaks both of forgiveness and of justice. She speaks powerfully of having forgiven, but also of the need for justice to be done and for further wrongdoing to be prevented. When she was asked in an interview with Christianity Today what it means for her to forgive this criminal, Rachel responds with this. Forgiveness means that I trust God's justice, and I release bitterness and anger and a desire for personal vengeance. It does not mean that I minimize or mitigate or excuse what this man has done. It does not mean that I pursue justice on earth any less zealously. It simply means that I release personal vengeance against him, and I trust God's justice. We can forgive in part because we trust God's justice. God will pay everything that is owed. God will take care of all wrongdoing. And so we can lay aside our need to make others pay. Because God will pay. That doesn't mean that there are no consequences for wrongdoing, but it does mean that we don't hold that burden of anger and bitterness, but instead that we forgive. And when we forgive, forgiveness sets us free. We talked earlier about the vertical dimension of this, how God's forgiveness of us sets us free, but now we're going to talk about the horizontal dimension of how our forgiveness sets us free and sets others free, and that's our fourth point for this morning. That first servant, that first servant in this text, he sounds like a really miserable person. I mean, he's been forgiven everything. He's had his life and his family's life given back to him, and he has no ability to rejoice. He has no space in his life for gratitude. He has has nothing except the need to make someone else pay him back, even though he has just been forgiven this massive debt He's so stuck that all he can think about is making that other guy pay. And like that servant, many of us are carrying around massive weights of unforgiveness and anger and bitterness. It's like we've got this massive load on our heads of all the wrong that's been done to us, and we're carrying around weights, too, of all the ways that other people have done us wrong. And we've got these chains hanging off, of, off of, of all these burdens of, oh, that wasn't right, and oh, I wish that person could see the error of, our way, of their ways. Some of us have been hurt in deep and terrible and ongoing ways, and it's tough to find healing. Some of us just have family members or church members who've let us down, who've disappointed us, and, and there are real hurts in our lives. But when we hold on to these things, when we drag them around and when we keep rehearsing them, we aren't hurting the people who've done us wrong. We're hurting ourselves. If we spend all of our lives hunched over, bearing the weight of our anger and our unforgiveness, that hurts us. It doesn't hurt them. It's just letting the damage that they've done to us fester in our lives and break us down. And when we intentionally take those weights off, when we lay those burdens down, when we say, I am going to forgive this, even though it was wrong, even though it hurts, even though it still hurts, I'm going to lay down my need for personal vengeance and I'm going to not get worked up about this anymore. When we do that, it sets us free. And this isn't the sort of thing that we can do just once and then be done with. If we've been deeply wounded, then forgiveness has to be an ongoing process. We forgive today, and maybe we need to forgive again next week and next year. If someone at work steals the credit for one of our projects and gets the promotion we deserve, then we decide to forgive them now, and we decide to forgive them next month when we have to sit in a meeting with them. And next year when when again the promotions come. And if someone disappoints us, a family member who doesn't even realize what they've done to us maybe, and we have to see them at the next family reunion and the next birthday party, we have to keep choosing to forgive. But every time we choose to forgive, we give ourselves a little bit more freedom. And we also give those who have wronged us a little bit more freedom. Forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness has a real cost to it. And when we forgive other people, that is a massive act of personal and spiritual generosity. When we forgive someone of something they've done wrong to us, we are giving them a gift. And when we let those debts go, we are being witnesses to the forgiveness that we have found in Jesus Christ. Because God forgives us, and only because God has forgiven us, we can forgive others. When we forgive other people, we're taking, on, we're taking on part of their load, part of their burden. We're paying the cost ourselves. When I was in middle school and high school, we'd often go biking in the Colorado mountains and we'd take different groups up there and with lots of interesting stories, most of which don't end in hospital visits, a couple did, but most didn't. But for a few years, there was this one guy who came along, and he was a small guy, maybe five 5'4", 5'6", 120, 130 pounds. But he was a semi-pro bike racer. He did track racing. He did mountain racing, everything. And so there would be these times that people would be huffing and puffing up the mountain and hardly able to make it and just can't go any farther. And then they'd feel this little hand, just this little hand on the small of their back, and this little guy would get behind them and just push them up the mountain. And after he did that for one person, he'd kind of go back to the end of the line and the next person would feel this little hand on their back and he'd push the next person up the mountain. He was practiced. He was good. And he had the leg power and the lung power to push all of us up the mountain. Jesus Christ gives us the heart power to help push people toward him. We can't do this apart from Jesus working in us. Apart from Jesus pouring out his grace on us, we do not have the reserves, we don't have the power to keep on forgiving people. If Jesus has not forgiven our debt, then we cannot afford to forgive other people what they owe us. But if we belong to Jesus, if he has forgiven us our guilt, And if we own that more and more, then we are more and more able to pass that forgiveness on to other people. Everyone is carrying a heavy load. Everyone is, and we are too. But in Jesus, we find relief from our burdens. In Jesus, we find relief from these crushing debts that keep weighing us down. We can throw it all on Jesus. All the junk in our lives, all the bad things we've done, we can throw it all on Jesus, and he can handle that. Anything we've done, any debt, any burden, any weight, Jesus can take it. And because Jesus can bear our burdens, we can take a turn at bearing the burdens of other people. Forgiveness is a tremendous gift that God gives us in Jesus Christ. And if you believe in Jesus, if you ask Jesus to make you belong to Him, then everything in your life, all the wrongness, all the everything, it's taken care of completely, totally, forever. In Jesus, you are set free. And in Jesus, God works more and more so that you live as someone who is completely free. And as we live that way more and more, we are more and more able to pass that gift on to other people. So if we belong to Jesus, let's practice real forgiveness in our lives because we have been forgiven. And let's always give thanks that the Lord Jesus Christ has paid our debts and we are forgiven in Him completely and forever.